Today on the podcast, I have Karen Metcalf, author of Do the Damn Thing, and she is going to be here to help me track all my things and change my life because I need help, even though I'm over here trying to help everybody. She is going to be here to help me. So thank you so much and stay with us. And here comes Karen. Hello, everyone. This is Meredith with a Y, and I am your host, Meredith Willits. Today, we are going to go deep, changing lives, and I am giving you the keys to the castle. Karen, thank you so much for being here because I need you. I need this book. I need you. And I need you to show me how to use this. And we are inside the Women in Business series, part two. So all of our listeners this at this time, I hope, are, are people that are interested in business and being entrepreneurs, and you're going to help us be better human, <laughs> better humans, just from soup to nuts. And so, so tell me everything because I need your help. Absolutely. So you've got a copy of this. This is the Do the Damn Thing Journal. It yeah. started as a personal project because I realized I wasn't being very kind to my past self. And I realized that God, I just have all these dreams and all these goals and all these passions. And I put my energy in so many different things. And then a month later, I go, well, why the hell did I worry about that? Where, where was that on my priority list? And I was not keeping very good track of it. And so I said, you know, long form jur- journaling doesn't work for me very well. I get very hyper-focused and I'll go for pages and, and just get all this energy out. And then I forget to talk about everything else going on in my life. And so it worked for a period of time when I had a lot of high stress, but when I went back through those days, I couldn't remember what else was going on. And then I really would be very difficult with myself on why you're not accomplishing things. And so I was like, I need a short form way of doing this. I gravitated towards planners instead of journals because it was very organized. I like things nice and neat. And so I came up with this as, as like my first draft for myself. And these are the areas that I tried to keep as vague as I could, because I think they speak to everybody. And I wanted to just track it over time. I wanted the dates. I want to go back and know what happened October of last year so that I can recap and really see over time because I do have a lot of goals. Some of them I can knock out in a couple of weeks. Some of them are going to take me six months. And I want to be able to see that. And it's been really cool to go back and look at how I progress through these things and how some things take me longer. And some I really had to rely on other people to help me with and just get the things done that I want to because everybody has goals. Yeah. And when I opened... When I opened this, the thing that I love about it is it's when you think about journaling, it, it you're like, okay, so I'm supposed to like tell a story and I'm supposed to let it out. And then God knows if you can, like you said, find it again. Like who right. knows what day you were having the mental breakdown because of, you know, your dad or whatever. And then it feels like it needs to be like three pages. Like it feels like it's tax. It's a taxing thing to do. And when you guys buy yours, cause you were running, we're literally running out to get this. Okay. And, and I get nothing from you selling these, but I just love it. Right. It's very in line with like Twitter men's men's health magazine. It's, it's short. It's sweet. You can do bullet points. This isn't an exercise in writing or literature, <laughs> This is, you know, for people watching on this on YouTube, you can see there's little boxes where you can add things in. And when you look at this is, is the two pages are the two pages one day? How do you, how have you broken it down? How should I attack this book moving forward after today when I fix my whole life? 
So I use each page as, page as a day. Okay. And if I'm really motivated, I actually do my intention in the morning. And it's been completely different for different people who have used the journal. Some of them have like a motto for the day. Some have a game plan. Some have nothing. They just have a scripture or a verse or something that's really speaking to them that they want to focus on or keep in their mind. It, your intention could be absolutely anything. And then pretty much everything else comes at the end of the day. And I reflect back. And the first thing I'm trying to see is, did I meet that intention? Was it true for me? And then it's been interesting to watch me kind of change the way I journal with my mood. I don't really write great mood, bad mood. I write what made my mood. This happened mm. at work. This person ticked me off. That derailed me so that I can look over time and see how other people are affecting me. Because that's really what I think determines my mood the most is, is who I'm interacting with. And maybe I just need to not interact with that person anymore and reel it back in a little bit because it derailed my week or my plan or my goal for that day. Mm -hmm. And then I've got sleep from the night before I do use a fitness tracker so I can record my sleep. That's a really big area for me. I have terrible time with sleep. Okay. And so all these other areas I've used to figure out why I have a hard time sleeping. Is it my diet? Is it the time that I'm eating my meals before I go to bed? Mm -hmm. Is it your medications? There's a lot of different things that can really affect us. Plus your mood, your anxiety, your stress, your goals, your late nights. And most too much wine, too much <laughs> wine, disrupt That'll sleep. Do <laughs> That'll do it. That'll wake you up at 1am and then 3am when you have to pee and your liver turns on. Right. And all that good stuff. Yeah. I mean, but people ignore it. I just left bed last night. No, you didn't. You drank two gallons of wine or you took, you know, you had a cup of coffee at Starbucks because you wanted it at four or you ate a 32 pound steak right before you went to bed and your body was busy digesting it all night. Like, or you didn't get your 30 minute walk in, yada, yada, yada. So this is kind of self-accountability, but it's also self-awareness. Right. I mean, to be honest with you, you're sitting here talking about this and I just love it so much because it, but it's, it's so true. We let the day take us away. Absolutely. And then we're victim to it. And then we complain about it or then we're not happy about it. And then we don't do anything about it. And then we do it again the next day. And right. then we wonder why we're not, you know, keeping our end of the bargain of our diet, our exercise plan, our mental health, our, our business ideas that we want to, you know, be a good employee or a good entrepreneur or whatever. And it, we kind of become victim to the world. And this kind of, switches all that, which some people may or may not like, and makes you an active participant to all of the things that are happening within your life, professional, personal, emotional, spiritual, physical, right. and saying, hey, I mean, I tell my husband, I mean, I love him more than the earth, but he's 50 now. And sometimes, not all the time, he will go have ice cream while we're watching TV at night and it makes my arms fall off because I know that like a quarter cup of ice cream is like, I don't know, 750 billion calories. Not that I don't eat shit or drink wine, but, and, and I remember someone telling me if you eat one cookie a day, you'll gain like 10 pounds in a year. So I always look at that one cup of ice cream and I'm just like, oh my God, he's going to gain 7,000 pounds. And then he's like, I'd ever eat. Okay. But so this has all of that's a lot. Right. <laughs> this makes you accountable <laughs> For your two cups of ice cream, for your 10 ounce steak, for your myself, for my, you know, four glasses of wine, for my not going for a walk today and putting it off yet again and says, no, the, the, the scale, the pant size, the way that you fit in your dress, the, the being prepared for your podcast recording, the appointments, 
you know, the way that you are in line with where you want to be spiritually, if you still have buttons that people can push, you did that. Right. You did that and you did it last week and you did it last month. And so this is a way to plan your work and work your plan. Exactly. Because with now, my diet, it went completely off the rails. And I'm like, oh, I've been doing good. I've been doing good. I flipped through. I'm like, girl, you eat cards every day. You ain't done nothing in two weeks. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Or drinking. Yeah. I would a lot of times forget to put that in there. That's not something I tracked when I was really tracking my diet. Yeah. I'm like, Ooh, okay, maybe that's part of what's causing a little bit of weight gain. Maybe we need to balance that back out. Yeah. So I've definitely paid attention to that. And the cycles of other people who live with you, you know, I, from a healthcare background, I know a lot of people who work those 12 hour shifts, they're not usually the same days every week. So one week and you're off the next week and you're not. Sometimes it's a Monday, sometimes it's a Wednesday. And if you're actually trying to set goals for yourself, you really got to think that through. You've got to plan in a two week or even a three week phase. Whereas I know Monday through Friday, this is where I'm at and every week and I'm available. They don't have that. And so maybe I do work a traditional week, but my spouse doesn't. That's going to affect me. I mean, I, I want to spend time with them on the evenings that they're here and not on other days. And it's about just knowing where you're dedicating your energy, not necessarily judging it, but just knowing and planning for it because those things are going to affect your ability to do things that you want to do. And you can't yeah. rush that timeline. Yeah. And when you're saying that about the partnership, the relationship piece and, and knowing where they're at, it's funny because don't we sit there and go, oh, we're just fighting so much. We're just, we're just not getting along. I don't know. Something's just off. But then if you go back and you look at how did we get off? Well, we went out drinking five nights in a row, which causes you to feel kind of poopy and depressed the next day. And we're irritable. And so that we were Mm -hmm. biting at each other and our intimacy was off because we're like passing out. Like there's a rhyme and a reason. So if we can look back and go, no, our relationship isn't broken. Our behaviors were. Just so you know, you're just letting you're you're just shining a light on my entire life and all of my flaws. I'm gonna have to be so accountable for everything. Ah! But at the same time, this is the youngest we're ever gonna be is today. I mean, right. Today is it. We're this is the youngest we're all ever going to be is right this second. And so I love the idea of I where do you keep yours? Because I'm looking at intention and setting my intention and and then I'm also thinking about reviewing it and I'm thinking bedside table. What bedside is table. It's in a drawer and every night I'm like, okay, it's only going to take you three minutes because okay. I don't, there are days where I get really, really detailed because I'm just full in the head and there's other days where it's just an error. It's a check mark. I know what that means. It's my code. It was okay. a good mood. It was a great mood. It was an okay mood. And that's why I got something done that I did or didn't do. So I can just put a couple checks marks and a couple symbols in here and knock out a day in a minute if I really need to just to record it. Okay. Or I can spend that time and I've got the journaling pages because I didn't want them to get in the way of me going back and looking at things. So I've got the whole week separated together. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the week, there's four pages with just lines so that you can journal. And some weeks I fill it up completely and I've just gone crazy and all four pages are full. And then other weeks I don't even touch it. But that way, when I do want to elaborate on something that's really been highlighted, I can mark it on my weekly page and then go find it there and kind of keep it all organized. Yeah. So it's like a seven day. So when we open our book, you have a lot of kind of like an index. So we, you know, the second page here, we start in and it goes intention. You may have a daily quote motto or mantra related to your spiritual or mental practice that you would like to include here. So you you've defined like, Hey, this is what we're looking for you to put in this box. 
So right. search your soul. What's your intention? What's your mood? What's your sleep? This is what we're looking for. Sleep, much like your mood, is a key term to track an ongoing basis. So you might have woke up at one, woke up at three, got on my cell phone for two hours, went downstairs, got a drink of water, or you might just have a one, like I slept great or I slept crappy. Like you, you, you can come up. It doesn't have to be all words. You can just write a red star. That and may- I also put my dreams. I use oh. that as my dream journal. Cause I don't, I don't remember mine very often. So it's a big deal when I do. Right. And I'll put those in there too. And I like having that with everything else as well. So this is, so not only can you track the type of sleep, you know, and honestly, cause I do total body analysis. And one of the things, which is like, imagine it being like liquid acupuncture, best way to put it. And so one of the questions I ask people when doing this, so, so finding symptoms, one of my symptoms for people is, is what time of the night do you wake up if at all? Right. Because that is a symptom tracker for me to see what's going on in your body. So for you to be able to go back and say, well, God, I've I've been waking up for two weeks at one. I could go, okay, what's going on with the liver? Or I wake up at five. Okay. So are you going potty when you wake up at five? Because that's when the large intestine turns on. So what's going on that you're either holding on to or that you're not having good digestion issues. So it's actually like a really great determiner for how your health is and what's going on inside of your body. But then sidebar, you also just implemented tracking your dreams, which is also very interesting because I forgot two years ago, grandma came and visited me in a dream. And when was that? So now we have document of that as well, which is brilliant. You could just see so many patterns over time. It doesn't feel like it the day you're writing it down. You're like these guys, (laughs) okay, like I'm going to do it. And then after a month, we're like, oh, okay. I see how this waved, how this cycled, just how it all connected when it just doesn't feel like it in the moment. And I'm really bad at that. I really need to go back and see the data. And so that's why at the end of every week, you've got a weekly one. And then I have a monthly recap. So Mm -hmm. that as you go really long-term over six months, you can really see it because you you have to summarize, how did it go this month? And and really put that stuff down for yourself. I just feel like this, it's funny because it's a, a journal, it's paper, but I feel as if it's almost, it's not just making me accountable, but it's also, I feel slowing it all down. Mm-hmm. it's allowing it to kind of have a little bit of weight, a little right. bit. It's giving more weight importance to my day, my month, my week, instead of it just all getting away from me. Cause I really right. do feel like in this day and age, it just seems like a lot of times it's all getting away from us. You know, we're not scheduling in, you know, and granted it's COVID. So we all have to give ourselves a two year pass, but we, <laughs> you know, like, I don't remember, the last time my husband and I like really went to dinner or went for a walk together or went to the movies or, you know, just spent an afternoon, just the two of us, because there's always tomorrow. It'll be fine. It's always tomorrow. We can do it. We'll we'll do it next week. Well, we'll just probably get together. We'll, we'll make some time. And it seems, or with our kids, you know, I have two little ones here at home and we talk about it all the time, spending one-on-one time with each of us, you know, and we've literally like never do it. Right we're just too busy, you know, it's, it's, it gets, or tonight we're going to have to do this instead. And so I think that this is a really beautiful way of slowing you down and going, no, you, you ate shit today. You did not work out. You haven't slept in two weeks. Maybe it's time to assess where we're at. Right. And so 
when you started tracking all the things, what was the big thing that you noticed changed versus the way I live my life? (laughs) Most of my listeners probably are doing too. What did you see kind of the adjustments that played out in front of you? I think one of the most interesting was my spiritual practice. It's not something that's always on the front burner for me. It's one of those things where you get a little nugget and you have a little epiphany. And then I can't just put that unlimited energy into that. I got to go to work. I got to eat, got to do all these other things. And so it sits back there in the back of my mind. And I've been able to watch that because that's one of my long-term things. I can watch that over months and see an evolution of an idea, especially when I go reflect back on the journaling pages. And that's been really nice because sometimes you just feel like, I, I don't know where I've been for six months or I feel lost in this thing. And you can say, Oh, I had ideas. Like I had thoughts. And I always think if I don't write something down, I'll remember that as an author, I have all these book ideas that are just lost forever that I'll never get back. Cause I was like, I'll remember that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And they're always at the edge of sleep. It's always when I'm getting ready to lay down anyway, which is really, I really need to pull this out. Mm-hmm. And even I find myself rushing through it. And I have to make myself sit and wait because I'll put it up and then, oh, you should put this down. You should have put that down. And I put all those ideas on paper and then I can actually find those later. And I never wrote that kind of stuff down before. And yeah. that has been really helpful to me. Well, I, tell, I, I did a whole TikTok on, and, and I've seen them other places. It was a TikTok about Prince said, it was either Prince or Michael Jackson said to his bandmate, we got to get up and record this song. Right. And they're like, it's two o'clock in the morning. We'll just do it in the morning. And he's like, no, because Michael Jackson's going to do it before I do. Cause he understood downloads. He understood that we are get downloads from source. We get downloads from our higher self. And like I said, in my TikTok, right. You know, 10,000 people today are getting a download of how to cure cancer. It's just, if someone's going to actually act on it, someone's getting a download on the next book, the next blockbuster movie, the next whatever. So like what you're saying is right before I'm going to sleep, I'm getting this download for a book idea. That's from higher self. You know, that's the good ones, you know, and I do the same thing as you. I'm like, oh, that's so good. I'll definitely remember that tomorrow. And I will search my brain the whole next day what was it? What was it? And I can't think of, and it might be something as you know, little as the, the next TikTok I want to do, or, right. you know, the next top five or the next blog series, you know, a podcast series, or the question that I want to ask. And those thoughts, those real thick thoughts from source, from higher self, we need to strike while that iron is hot. And so this gives you a place to put those. And I have found so many things hidden in my journal already that I was like, okay, if I write it down, I won't forget. Already forgot. Look back. Oh man, that was a good one. I'm so glad I wrote that down. Mm -hmm. And that I've got so many ideas now. Really. I mean, that's how the journal came to be. Yeah. Was me really writing down. Like, I think this will be useful. I think people would like it. Yeah. It's so good. So, and I know that you just kind of updated your website, you're incorporating all of this. So people have kind of a place to go. So what is your, is your website more of a splash page now, or what's going on in there for you to kind of work with people? So right now it's an introduction to this. And then some of the fiction that I've written before with a little bio about me. And then one of the services that I'm going to be offering pretty soon is human design readings. Okay. And this journal was kind of a product of that research for me. I was watching some of your videos the other day and you talked about that soul contract. Mm -hmm. And in a way it kind of links to that. It's if you think about how you are right now and know that you chose those things and you wanted to reverse engineer it and figure out what that looks like, that would be human design in my mind. That's kind of how I interpret it. 
And so it's everyone's designed perfectly, but completely differently. There's an infinite number of ways that we are. And we get so much messaging that says, you need to be about this. You need to work 40 hours a week. You need to think about this. You need to be afraid of this. Like we just get that stuff all the time and we're not meant to all think the same about things. And so I tried to leave this journal vague for that reason, because people are built completely different ways. And I think it's really interesting to look at the human design chart as it relates to business. I was really thinking about that in preparation for the podcast. And one of the things I love about human design is it's human design. It's not person. It's not just you. You know where you light up and and where you project your energy and other people have a completely different setup. And you intuitively know that. And you go to those people when you need advice, you have a person you call. Everybody does. We all call so-and-so for this, so-and-so for this. They're lit up in those areas. And we know that we rely on them. And so when it comes to business, knowing what your partner or your coworkers or your team, what their strengths are and what they're made to do, I think can really help a business blossom because we tend to not know what our purpose is and not how to find it. And we'll, we'll follow that path of what the TV says that we need to be doing. And we just have these miserable lives or we're not seeking this thing that we're really passionate about what we could like so much to the world with. And that's why I really love the idea of human design. And so I've been comparing my charts with friends and family and it just, it, gives me the exact, that's why I go to you for that thing. And that's why you go to me. Like now I know how I do bring value into your life yeah, and, and where I rely on you. I just think it's really awesome. So I saw somebody had a TikTok on it and I think I went and filled out the, you know, you go to the website. So do you have your own website based on that? Are you a practitioner? How does, how does the human design business work for this? Explain so this. So I me. use the websites because it's super complicated science and, and the charts look really crazy. If ever, anybody's ever looked at theirs, it's this really wonky looking little chart. And it was actually TikTok where I came across it for the first time. And so that software's free and anybody can pull their own chart. And I just order the books. I'm a person who likes to be really into the details. I really want to know how things work. And it helps me just create this bigger worldview and put more things in context. And so I ordered a couple of textbooks on it and just dove in deep. People who are super interested, you can get certain certifications. They're pretty costly though. I will say that. Uh, okay. But there's a lot of people who offer the service of offering that reading. So all you have to send them is a couple data points about yourself and they can just kind of tell you, Hey, this is where you generate energy and this is where you're open. And both are really valuable for completely different reasons. It's just knowing which one you are. Okay. So, so let's say I want you to do this for me. Because I'm looking at, like, let's say, so I'm doing my do, do the damn thing journal. I'm seeing that maybe I'm spinning my tires in one place. I'm feeling depleted at the end of the day. I like helping people, but there's also like, I'm feeling some things that are a little off. And so I go to your website. What do I, tell me what I do first, if I want to know about this human design thing. So the first thing you do is once, like right now, I just have my email address up there. I haven't finished um, developing the like book of service with me, but once you make contact, the next thing we would do is, is get the information from you and make that chart and then set up probably like an hour and a half to a two hour consultation. That's about how long it's taken me. And the most interesting thing is we end up going on tangents about where your family aligns with you more than we actually talk about the one person. Mm-hmm. And so that would, it would just be a two hour session of that. And then you get notes from that, that says, this is what you were designed to do. This is what's really valuable to you. This is some of what makes you really unique. These are the things that you think about the most that you're meant to think about the most. Just for instance, like I think the throat center is really interesting because 
some people are really meant to have that voice that people listen to. You know, some people come around and you're like, oh, I need to listen. Like he's, he's really talking about something. That's really interesting to me. And then there's other people who just talk to hear themselves talk. And you're like, those seem to be the loudest voices. I think that's part of what's wrong with our world. The people who are talking the loudest aren't really saying anything. Mm-hmm. And I've always thought that was introvert versus extrovert. I've read all those books in college. I found that so interesting because I'm a naturally quiet person. I'm like, I just, I don't want to speak up right now. I don't want to have to compete with anybody for the attention of it. And it, I can now look at the people in my lives and some of them just feel like I got to fill that empty space. I have to be making noise because that's just what the pressure is that they feel. That's not really them. And there's other people I just talk to for hours and we just have these awesome conversations. And I think if some people knew it's okay to sit in the quiet for a minute and take that pressure off themselves and focus on some of the things that they're really, really good at, I think it would be bring a little bit more peace. You wouldn't have to feel everything and pretend to be anything you're not. You could just be you. Just be you. You know, and I think that like when you're talking about the family and you and how this works with that. Can you imagine if like as a mom, you were able to tap into your children's charts and go, well, of course he's going to go to Alaska and do crab fishing. And of course she's going to go and be a politician. And of course this one's going to go, you know, cut lawns for a living and own their own lawn care company, you know, or this one's going to be a mom. And I don't have to fix any of that. I don't have to fix or alter or, you know, because as parents, you know, it's slowly changing. But as parents, we think it's so our responsibility. They are such an extension of us and our egos. You know, we want all of our kids to be doctors, not really. But you know what I mean? Like that whole energy, when all to be successful, all to live in a 4,000 square foot house with a wife and two kids and a dog. And then so we can tell our, our, you know, our friends at the club about how successful our children are. But of those four, only one might be happy. Exactly. Because we squeezed. Human design, the intro even says that if we could do anything with this, it would be to assess your children, realize what they're meant to do, what they're not, because there's so much conditioning. You're getting all these things telling you this is who you should be or who you shouldn't be. And if we took that pressure off of them and just let them be themselves... Because everybody has what they call a strategy and authority. For instance, the the biggest part of the world, the population, is they just have this unlimited creative energy for whatever lights them up. And knowing that, you don't have to search for anything else. You can just be like, you know, this is something that I really love. 60 hours a week doing this doesn't bother me. Like, I love it. And I'm going to get a sense of satisfaction at the end of the day. That is a beautiful thing. That's not what my personal design is. And so I look at that. (laughs) And I see myself spending my whole life trying to do that. And I'm like, I'm exhausted. (laughs) I can't do 60 hours a week. And I don't get that that sense of satisfaction. I want to go write a different book or I want to do all these different things. And I'm like, how do I just settle into this career path where this is what it looks like for me? And it was really, really frustrating for me because I wasn't getting that. So what mine is, is to be interested in the different things and then to introduce the idea to somebody who wants to do that for 60 hours a week and let them perfect it. Cause I just had the idea and then spin my wheels coming up with a new idea. And then ironically for me, my satisfaction is peace. And I read that and I laughed out loud the first time. Cause if that's not me, it's, it's what I want. I need to come back to myself at the end of the night 
I need to be alone. I need to be in my own energy and I, I need a certain level, level of peace. And I have sought that my whole life while trying to fit myself in this box of being able to work 40, 60, 80 hours a week for somebody else. And that wasn't bringing me true happiness. And mm-hmm. so that's a different way that you can embrace it. And I found that to be really beautiful, completely different, awesome ways of being. Well, it's so funny because when I'm listening to you talk, I just see these charts, which we'll get back to in a second. But I see that when we when we find these things out, okay, first of all, I'm sure when we hear from you, hey, you're this and hey, you're that. It's like, well, yeah, that okay, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> and when we hear it, it, it's all of a sudden like you're giving yourself permission. Exactly. Holy cats, right? You're giving yourself permission because I like some, I remember what, who was it? So I, it was my third kid and you know, you're, I breastfed for a year, Emerson. And then I had Cody and Skylar who were 10 and 12 and that, you know, they want to sit next to you when you're not breastfeeding and sit on your lap and hold you and touch you and be near you. And you're just like, I can't stop touching me. Like I've been breastfeeding all day. I've been thrown up on all day. I've been changing diapers all day. I've been cuddling a newborn all day. And now more people want to touch me (laughs) and take over my energy, you know, and you feel so much guilt. You know, I know I feel a lot of times (laughs) I was at a wedding all weekend and I literally snuck upstairs to the hotel room and didn't tell anyone I was leaving. And my husband texted me and says, where'd you go? I said, do not come upstairs. I'm fine. I need to detox of energy and talking and, you know, and being, uh, uh, hi, yes. Nice to meet you. Oh yes. Hi. Hello. How are you? Like I was done and I didn't even want him up there and but what you're saying is, is I don't even know if my, my chart says peace, but I'm going to say it does. <laughs> but it would be nice to be able to look at my family and go, I just need 30 minutes and I'm allowed that. And it's nothing to do with you. I just need to detox energy wise, because as you can see, I'm high energy. Like I'm giving, right. I'm going, I'm connected right. to you. I'm paying attention to every word I'm involved. I'm not passively listening to you. I'm not passively, I'm in it. And so I need to be out of it. I need to give myself. You don't have unlimited energy for that (sighs) necessarily. So you've got to find, you got to know when enough is enough. And that's another permission to give yourself is this is enough for today, for this week, for whatever, this is enough. Like I need, I need to come back to me a little bit. And that's the other thing that's interesting. Yeah. That's what I actually love too, about the, this, you know, working from home is there's more of the swing in to your zoom call. And then like when my husband was working for home from a year for a year and a half, he would swing into the zoom call and then he'd go, Hey, I have a half an hour or 40 minutes. Do you want to go for a walk? Yeah. So he could totally check out. And then he was ready again for his one o'clock call, you know, a zoom call. And then he could check out and, or when three o'clock was over, we could actually have dinner together go for a walk, go for a drive, whatever it was. And so there was more. And I think that that's what this last year and a half has taught us is that we can't commute an hour to work, sit there, you know, constantly on emails, constantly people coming to your door in your office, constantly doing, you know, calls or meetings. And then an hour commute home in traffic, bumper to bumper, God forbid, And then you walk in the house and it's like, come on, time to eat. Come on, time to go to basketball practice. Come on. Now it's time to put the kids to bed and give everybody a bath. And holy shit, there's literally no time to re-recharge. 
My husband always says, I wish I had a bed in my office so I could take a 20 minute nap at two o'clock because there's no time to recharge. Someone's always waiting to knock on that door. You know, like when we've looked at like with my, my current job, we had the opportunity to allow some working from home and it was split. Half of them were like, yes, I want to work in the office all the time. And I'm thinking, what? I do not. The other half is like, no, let me be home. And I'm sitting here thinking like, why is it that way? And some of it is maybe it's close quarters at home. And the whole idea with human design is that, you know, you're in other people's energy fields. So if you're stuck with your spouse, you might love them to death, but you might have a three hour max on that guy. And so what are you going to do for the other five hours? You can't get away. Whereas maybe they had more room in a private office and others maybe feel really isolated in their own energy or disconnected because there's different parts of human design where some people have like defined parts of themselves, but you need someone else to connect them. And so maybe going to work is the only time they kind of feel whole. They really need to be in other people's energy centers. And so they feel fulfilled and like a more complete person. Whereas I would rather be in that little bubble by myself. And I find that really interesting too. And I think the more, I mean, I saw on TikTok as well, because clearly that's where we get all of our information, Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) but they're really bright people on there. There's really amazing folks that are sharing on TikTok, but there was this one gal who was talking about, I'm sure there's more about how they're starting to really pay attention, food, exercise, work, everything to a woman's menstrual cycle and how we have been, we have adapted and changed to work on men's cycle, which is the 24 hour cycle, the 24 hour cycle of a man. Whereas a woman's cycle is literally 28 days. We literally need to look at the full 28 day cycle and not treat a woman in a 24 hour period when she is literally living on a monthly cycle of 12 months. And when we start to tap into that and honor that, you're going to get a totally different human. You're going to get totally different production. I know for myself, I was most in tune, most inspired, most psychic, like 10 days out from my period moving forward. That 10 day before my period, I mean, it was like downloads and inspiration and ideas. And it's just like, and, and so I think when we start to, hone into these concepts, which you wish, like, where's Oprah when we need to talk about this stuff, right? (laughs) Right. We need Oprah Winfrey to put this out so that more people are hearing about these things. Cause we really don't have an outlet like that anymore. We really don't have a, Hey, take vitamin C person anymore. It's, it's, it's all choppy. We need a, we need another Oprah. I'm putting my ring, my hat in the ring. I nominate you. (laughs) (laughs) I nominate me. But truly to bring these types of concepts to the masses where we say, hey, do your company a favor, get your employees, not only get them a physical checkup, not only get them, you know, making sure their blood work's done, but let's, let's see what their code is to see what they're good at, to see what they're, maybe they're good at from 5 a.m. to 3 p.m. Exactly. Like my son, he just got a new job and he's now working 11 to eight. I would die. I would be dead. I cannot just lay around all morning and then be like, if I'm not done with my life at four o'clock, I'm like panicking. Right. And so the idea of working till eight, you've lost me, you know? But if we could tap into that and go, hey, these folks are great at 7 a.m. These folks are great at three have them, why, why are we shutting down at five o'clock? Maybe they don't care. Maybe they don't want to, they don't have a family to go home and eat dinner with, or maybe they don't want to. And so as we start honoring the fact that people, Hey, people are different. Hey, Hey, 
we're not all men and we don't all like to work the same hours and the same, maybe some people like to work weekends, right? Yeah, some people do. And those people just got really lucky because people will pay more for that and they just get to take advantage of the situation or nights. You know, some people I'd probably be better. Like 11 to seven was actually a really good shift for me. I am a night owl, not going to sleep anyway. So as long as my house is quiet during the daytime, You're that in. works for me. Yeah. And, but I put menstrual cycle and lunar cycle in this journal. And I know that I got a lot of raised eyebrows for that. People are like, okay, Looney. but they just to speak to your point, they make a lot of sense. And some people's cycle aligns with the moon cycle and some people's don't. And so mine doesn't. And so that's two completely different energy signals that Mm -hmm. I'm getting. One is like, you need to rest. (laughs) Your body's going through the thing right now. And yet the moon's like, Hey, go get some stuff done. And here I am in the middle. Like, I don't want to do any of this. Yeah. I think it's really interesting to have all of that written down and, and follow that too. Cause like you said, now, you yeah. know, 10 days before that's what I need to plan for doing some things and you know exactly when that's going to be. Yeah. I mean, all, all of it is just, and I get so many people that'll message me on TikTok or even with clients. They're like, I feel so stuck or I just am not motivated. I feel like I'm not moving forward. And I'm like, dude, you got to honor that. Right. So that's the one thing that I definitely have learned over the years is to honor that there's a time to read, you know, where we're ordering 10 books from Amazon, right? Like right. my husband's right. like, what's happening? And I'm ordering all these books from Amazon. And then there's a time when I like, don't even look at a book and I'm just all appointments. And then there's times it's crickets. I'm like, where are all my clients? What's going on? Like, why am I doing nothing? And I know that that's the universe. Like, no, it's time to go have fun. It's time to rest. It's time to lay on the couch and be a slug. It's time to get back to working out or whatever. And we need to honor that. We think that every day is supposed to look and feel the same. And corporate America, corporate life has taught us that we need to, I mean, especially, you know, in Asian countries, like work, 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 long, long hours, like to the point of complete and utter exhaustion. And at the end of the day, what are you doing? Like I told my, I dropped my husband off at the train station this morning and he was talking about his job and I'm like, I couldn't do it. Like, there's no way I could work with all those people. There's no way I could have that many cooks in the kitchen and argue with people. Are you kidding me? I'm like, he's, and I, I love him because he does it and it affords us a lovely life. And I get to sit here with you and talk on podcasts and not, you know, and God is good. But at the same time, I would rather live in a two-bedroom apartment and 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 have very, very, very little and leave, live very meagerly. But he's okay with it. He's like, right. I'm not complaining. I'm like, oh, no, it sounds like hell to me. Like, that sounds like the worst life ever. But he thrives in it. You know what I mean? Right. So he'd probably be bored doing what I do. But we don't honor. We want everyone to be just like us. We don't understand anybody that's not like us, that doesn't think like us, that doesn't do it our way. And I talk about this on TikTok all the time is we need to stop trying to convince everyone to be just like us. And it's hard to get out of your own headspace. Like I, I laughed about it with my husband because it, it was a really slow epiphany for me. It took me a minute to get that one, but I find myself giving people advice. That's your traditional, like, well, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and go do it. And he was like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, no, it, it, this is exactly how I did it. And I would, I did this, 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 and this, and it all just worked out. And he's like, that's wonderful, but that's not how it works for everybody. And at first I'm like, sure does. You just got to put some effort into it. Well, that was just ridiculous. So I start with human design. I'm like, it, it, it is completely different for everybody. Not everybody is built that way. And if we keep showing ourselves in a box that we don't fit in, we're never going to get what we want. 
So it really yeah. is just realizing that it we really are all different, which is such a stupid thing to have to announce as if it's a new idea, but it's like nobody knows. We are really are completely different. And Abraham Hicks, they talk about that all the time. Like we don't all want to like the color pink because everyone would live in a pink house. And how stupid would that be driving down the street with everyone having a pink car and a pink house and a pink dog and pink clothes and pink hair? It would be just, I mean, just even talking about it makes me hate pink all of a sudden. But, you know, the thing of it is, is we do think that if we just, if we just beat you up enough, if we just give you enough of the facts, if we just show you how well my way works and how wrong you are, I mean, this goes back to politics and, you know, then, then the world will be a better place if we could just all get on the same page. And first of all, that's never going to happen. So we need to stop. I always like, I'm literally the only thing I do on TikTok is go through it to delete comments and block people from my page because I will not argue with anyone if, and I can tell in a second if someone's like commenting, like, this doesn't seem right. Okay. You can stay. But if it's like, you're the devil, I'm like, block. we are living on different planets right. you are in your doctrine. You are in your thought process. And I don't care. Have fun with that, but I'm not going to have you try to change me. We don't need to live on the same planet and that's no. okay. Right. I think if we kind of stopped making everyone wrong and a criminal and this, that, and the other, everyone can relax. (laughs) I mean, people are crazy. Like I, I will not argue with anyone on social media. I used to, I used to be on Facebook doing all of that, you know, and I tell people stop arguing with people on social media. No one gives a shit. Right. Yeah. No one. They're just looking for a fight. If anything, like it's just such a waste of energy. And TikTok is just the most interesting social media thing I've ever come across. You know, I joke that it's like my spirit animal because just that algorithm is just so smart and you, it has its different sides and at least it keeps it everybody in the different sides, but it also exposes you to new stuff. So I found you there or you found exactly. me. I don't even remember. Exactly. I found you. I <laughs> you like, found oh. me there. And I was like, wait, what? Let's talk about this. And honestly, I find a lot of my guests coming up over the next few months because people are sharing their stories. They're sharing and trying to help people with their stories. They're opening our eyes to a world that's not perfect. They're opening our eyes to struggles and challenges that they have gone through in their life. There's this one gal, I don't know if she's in, in your vortex of TikTok, but you know, she comes on and she looks like really kind of different and she doesn't have any teeth and she just looks kind of, you know, I don't even know. And then all of a sudden she puts in her teeth and she does her makeup and her hair. And you're like, what just happened? You know, I, like, do. I know who you're talking about. I know who I'm talking about. And, but it, I love her so much to be so vulnerable and go, wow, teeth make that big of a difference. And then she explains how she lost her teeth or why they had to be pulled. And it just, there's just so many things that allow you to, it's like going on a vacation to another country and that's her country. And you're being made aware of her country. And now I'm aware of your country. And now I'm more in tune with someone else's energy and I have empathy for you and I understand you. And, and now when I see you, someone out that maybe doesn't have teeth now I go, okay, well maybe it's X or Y and who cares anyways. And, you know, and so I think that all of these different exposures of differences is huge. 
It's very important. It's so important. And I think that exposing ourselves to our children being different by way of the charts and exposing ourselves to why our husband is maybe different or our wife is maybe different and, and how and why and to honor the fact that they like to stay up all night and you like to get up early and they don't hate you because they stayed up late. <laughs> Right. <laughs> we make it about us because we're narcissistic egomaniacs that think everything in the world has to do with us. Absolutely. And so I love. And so when you do your two hour session to kind of bring it back, you're helping basically the person break down their chart. They get to they get they have their chart or they get mm-hmm. their chart. But that two hour session with you allows them to work through it with you so you can kind of decode it, so to speak. Yes, it definitely does, because you'll have your your major centers. And then each little thing that comes off that in that chart just gives you a little bit more detail about what that is. And you can actually go a little bit more detailed after that. And if you just sit back and take that whole picture, I I really like, it's been interesting to look at the value systems of people because you might, it's just in a different term of what you're thinking about. Like I said, like that better for all idea, like that doesn't mean the same thing to everybody. Mm -hmm. Some people believe that this is the best thing for everyone and others believe this. And so I have someone really close to me who has the exact same channel and our views could not be more different. And I'm like, no, that's funny. It's just like, I have a friend who has twins. So obviously their choice is exactly the same. It didn't change in the two minutes between when they were born. And so I think at first we were like, oh, how's this going to go? Like, this is the best test for how it works. But when I gave the description, she's like, that, that is true for both of them though, because it still gives you room to interpret it your own way. I mean, you mm-hmm. still how it live applies in that to you. system yeah. with everything else, where you live, where you are, where you're from. But it's been really interesting. So the, the chart goes by way of your birthday and time. And is it location too? It's where you were born and what time is the most important. And that's the hardest for people to find is exactly what time they were born. And okay. I found, you know, there's a little bit of wiggle room depending on how detailed of a chart you get. You really have to have your minute down, but that's it the should hardest be on part your birth certificate though, shouldn't it? Apparently not. It's not on mine. And I know I think a couple it's on people mine. in different states and it wasn't on theirs. So I've had them look in baby books and on, and find t-shirts and stuff when they were babies. That's how a lot of people have found it. It's been in some odd places, but it's worked. And so have you, by by the time this comes out, I'm sure you'll have your services all figured out by the time. Oh, maybe not. You might be in the next couple of weeks. Do you have a price point for that session yet? I haven't got all the details yet, but it'll be up there by then, I think. Okay. And then what's your, so we can tell everybody what's your website so they can come visit you. It's karen-metcalf.com. Okay. And then what about social media handles? And this is all going to be in the show notes too, but I love that you even say it too. So I'll have links to my Facebook author page because that started with my original fiction book. And then it's got some stuff on this and it's got some tips of how I've used the journal and some other things like that. And that'll be where I share this. And then I have an Instagram also. I've been hosting some yoga challenges lately where if you participate and tag for six days in a row and you do whatever pose it is, you get entered in a drawing for a free journal. And where can everybody go buy this? Where's the easiest place for you to get the most money out of it (laughs) that they can buy your book? Amazon. Okay, great. And then they're just going to put in do the damn thing or Karen Metcalf and they'll find your journal there. And it's a beautiful book. I mean, it really is. I love the black. I'm all, you know, that's my game. It feels nice. It's really beautiful. It's easy to use. She doesn't have like, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very user friendly. And I think that if you're out there and I know you're listening to me in your car, the train or hiding at work, listening to this podcast, I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to put this as soon as I'm done here, I'm going to go put this next to my nightstand and see if I, every time I think about doing it, I just slow down 
it really, even just thinking about doing it just kind of like grounds me. It balances me. It kind of allows me to set some intentions and be super selfish, <laughs> a little self-indulgent, uh-huh. right? And I want to have you back to like talk more about the code, the, the human code, human, design. Human, yep. design, human design, and get more into that when I do in my next spiritual series. But thank you so much for coming on here and talking about your book and about the human design and sharing, sharing all of it. I love, I love where we're at here. And I appreciate you walking me through your book. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been an honor. So, so fun. And I'll see you. I'll see you on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening. If you would like to connect on a more personal level, head over to MeredithWillits.com or on Instagram at Meredith with a Y for behind the scene footage and outtakes. Please subscribe and come back each week for more Meredith with a Y. Thanks again for listening. Cheers. Cheers.